0: Other Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, welcome everybody to Pete Taylor Park. This is Bob Getty along with Luke and Kelly. We've got a special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour from the Pete this afternoon overlooking the field where Kennesaw State is uh, their ball club. Just got here to the Pete, and they have begun practice. Got a great show for you. and this hour, Head Baseball Coach Scott Berry about to join us, Deputy Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell, Lee Roberts all coming up uh, in this hour. Two big hours of uh, Eagle Hour from Pete Taylor Park. On the eve of the 2022 NCAA Hattiesburg Regional, Head Baseball Coach Scott Berry joins us. Coach, I know that when we talked at the first of the year and you were talking about your team goals this was one of the goals—to play well enough to host a regional. The feeling must be pretty good this morning.
3: Well, it really is. You know, really proud of our team um, and everything that has gone into this this year. Uh, you know, it's it's tough if. if we try to simplify things as we go along and understand it's tough to win one baseball game, let alone 43. And and then, of course, to win a conference regular season championship like we were able to do going 23-7 and seven just says a lot about our club and, and, and our young men that represent our university. And the fans, a complete, total sellout. Yeah, I mean, it just continues to go on and on. You know, we broke season ticket record there at the beginning of the year. We broke our total attendance record for, for a single season this year of a, of 133,000 plus. Uh, we broke a single season uh, attendance record in the Ole Miss game, over 6,000. I don't remember exactly what that was. And then, of course, being able to, to host our second regional in the last five years and our sixth consecutive one. Uh, you know been been really really special and everybody shares and I want everybody to know that our fans uh, you know our community you know I believe that we're all in this together to win and uh, certainly it shows and we're we're proud of everybody to
1: be able to benefit from from this season coach I hear high school coaches all the time say I hate homecoming I hate any of these special events around a sporting event because it's difficult for us with all the hubbub and pomp and circumstance how have you guys had a to take a special focus on trying to keep all of this true excitement uh, out of what what you've got to do on the field?
3: Well, I mean, I just think consistency is what we've been doing all year long, Kelly. I mean, we don't draw a lot of attention to the rankings throughout the year. We don't draw attention to the RPI. You know, we just try to really simplify it and stay game-by-game game approach and try to control what we can control. Uh, you know, everything on the outside is going to happen regardless of course, the only time I'm with them is the, the, the practice time and what I might see them around the clubhouse. So what they do off the field and how they're influenced by that, I can't control that. All we can do is is try to educate them on the process as we go through a season and just really not trying to ride a, a season roller coaster of highs and lows because we know there's going to be both. But just try to show up and, and know what it takes every day and the effort that you give and the preparation
1: that you have to have in order to win baseball games on a consistent basis. You have mentioned on this program before about chemistry and how you like the chemistry of this team. But one thing that, that maybe as an outsider looking in that I've noticed with this team is a certain maturity that perhaps other teams, you know, haven't had. I mean winning the, the big games during the week, not be not getting all wrapped up in the things and, the thought of of a certain maturity on this team, or is it just me?
3: No, I think you're exactly right. I think this this team is very mature, and it's all in our leaders and our upperclassmen that have been involved in our program for for a number of years now. I have, obviously, COVID has allowed some of those guys to stay another year, and will continue to stay another year. But there's no experience for that time on the job here, and and time in the program, and just understanding and, and, and educating yourself of how this is supposed to run. And, and what produces a successful team and a successful season. And, you know, they're with each other a lot more than we are with them. And that's what's so important in building that chemistry. We can talk about it all we want, but in all honesty, they're the ones that have to live it inside the locker room, outside outside of our, our practice or play time, you know, where, in their apartments. They're the ones that have to come together as a group. And I think that these guys have done an outstanding job doing that.
4: We uh, We always joke across the way at Reed Green, Joy Lee McNellis' girls always talk about how she's mama. And, uh, yeah, I guess the relationship, we've never really asked you this, the relationship you have with these guys that when you look at a family and you say, hey, I'm going to take care of your kid the next three or four years, what is your, you know, your outlook or the way that you view the guys under your charge?
3: Well, you know, we try to produce a culture here that everybody's proud of. You know, there's more than just winning baseball games here. It's character building. It's preparing for what lies ahead in their life. It's about building – a, a sound, uh, a sound uh, base for for building a family and everything that goes in it, and you know, society today tries to pull you away from every bit of that. But you know, it's our jobs as leaders to really step up and and make these young men and women understand exactly what really is important because. What is important is going to affect everybody that they come in contact with in their community, in their family, in their church. So, just a lot of uh, life lessons. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously there's coaching on the field, but there's more to it in our program, and you know, the educational factor. You start, you know, you start a degree, you're going to finish a degree, yeah. and that's really important to us. And and moving forward in that person's life.
4: Live at the Pete today, joined with Scott Berry, Kennesaw stayed on the field behind us, uh, Bob LSU. Loaded up, we were noticing right. Right. not the facial hair that Old Dominion has.
2: This had the bus. Old Dominion had
3: the had double the double decker, decker that that, was that rolled
4: stuff. in. Um, Coach, you you've practiced uh, this morning. How how did practice go?
3: Good. I thought it went really good. You know, I'm glad we were in the 10 o'clock session uh, because, you know, of two things. One, it's a little bit cooler. Two, you're not really threatened by thunderstorms, what that might happen in the afternoon. So, but I thought the energy level was really good. I think it's been that, that way all week, in all honesty. Guys are excited about this opportunity that they really created for themselves. And I can't stress that enough. This opportunity was not given to us, it was earned by us. And in everything that we've done this year, you know, that's what I try to stress to them: you've earned everything. Nobody's given you anything in this, so take pride in this and have fun doing it. But I'm not sure how much time
2: we have left. But coach, when we talked Monday, you had uh, just found out uh, we were, to, you know, at the same place when that happened. But now that you've had a chance to look at Army, that's the opponent tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That LSU's not the opponent; Army is the opponent. Uh, tell us what you know about the cadets.
3: You know, they're a really athletic team. Uh, not a lot of power on paper per se. You know, they can really steal bases. They're like 101 for 120. I mean, that's their game. Small ball, trying to pressure, two-strike approach, put the ball on the ground. Pitching staff-wise, you know, they haven't announced a pitcher, their starting pitcher. We haven't either. I'm sure both teams will do that tonight, and our presser at four. But, uh, you know, I assume they're probably going to go with their lefty, who's, who's a really good lefty. You know, one thing at this level, everybody gets here because of one reason, or several reasons, let me just say. One is they're playing good at the right time or they've played well over a long period of time. Everybody starts at 0-0. Zero, zero. Everything you've done prior to now, it's over. I mean, you're, everybody's back to 0 and 0, all 64 teams trying to be one of those eight. Um, everybody's got a Friday night guy. Everybody's probably got a closer. And offensively, they're enough. They have, everybody has enough to really beat you uh, if, if they have to. So uh, Army's no different. You know, I think you're going to see some young men that uh, are – some of our nation's elite, you know, just as far as people. No and, and being able to get into that institution at, at, the, at, the, at the Army, the academy there, uh, the mental and physical things that they go through from the discipline standpoint of, of their mornings. I'm sure I've never been there, but I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's, wild. it's wake up early in the morning and, and get after it. So certainly a ton of respect for them for that mere fact uh, of what they're doing and how they represent our country. But they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be a really good team that's gonna be well coached. Uh, Coach Foster, who we talked off the air, we faced him when he was with with Rhode Island, I think, back in 2012, maybe, somewhere in that time period, uh, over in Charleston, that College of Charleston tournament. It was a 15-inning game that we ended up winning. Colin Cargill, I think, pitched a seven-and-third or seven-and-two-thirds and probably went as long as he's ever been, but he was really on that night. It was a really big win. UConn was in that tournament as well as College of Charleston, so it was a great tournament, and certainly Rhode Island was well-coached just like this Army club will be. So we know it'll be a tough game, and you've got to be 100%. focused on the game tomorrow.
2: At and, and it is College. the
3: absolute most important game on this schedule. Right.
2: Real quickly, we're running out of time. B.A. Volmuth is going to be on the show later. He wanted us to remind you that he hit two home runs in one inning of a regional. Game. He did,
3: and every time he's <laughs> Super aso- and every time he's been associated with this program as a player or coach, he left here with a ring. And Keller Bradford will tell you the same, same thing. thing. But but BA's tenure was a little bit longer than, than Keller's. So
4: so we've got to wait another two hours and forty four minutes before we find out who's throwing it. Unless the you
3: want to throw it out now, coach. Nope, you're gonna wait. <laughs>
4: Surprise. Dear, we're all we're good friends, with it. But We're okay we'll, with it. We're we'll, uh, good. <laughs>
3: you have too many listeners. It might get out there to there too many that, that's, that's where the downloads see. come uh, in guys, problem, no. Bob. Coach so. Scottberry,
2: thanks, Coach. All right, guys. guys thank you very much. We'll be right back. Uh, Deputy Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell going to join us. Special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour from Pete Taylor Park continues right after this.
0: To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back
2: to Pete Taylor Park, two hour edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. Uh, always, thanks Scott Barry for always joining us on the Eagle Hour. Jeff Mitchell is the Deputy Athletic Director here at Southern Miss. We're happy to have him on the set as we overlook uh, the Pete and Kennesaw State out here practicing. Uh, Park's getting all dressed up with NCAA banners, Jeff. There's a sellout crowd coming. There's a lot of excitement. This is really a pretty special time in Southern Miss.
5: It absolutely is. And, guys, thanks for having me on. It's a special moment for the athletic department, but also for the university as well. We're such an economic driver for the city of Hattiesburg, and particularly the last couple of weekends with the Conference USA Championship and now this regional. So the atmosphere around town has been pretty neat to see and to experience. Uh, And uh, our fans are excited, too, and and, uh, I think they're going to see a a fun regional this weekend.
2: I know some of our clients and some of our Eagle Hour sponsors have expressed to me their excitement and their anticipation of the amount of business that they're going to get to enjoy this weekend. And I know it'll take some time to put those figures together, but you take the Conference USA Tournament, and now you get an NCAA regional here. We're probably talking millions of dollars coming into the Hattiesburg and Pine Belt economy.
5: Well, there's no question about it. Uh, Between hotel stays and restaurants and shopping and other entertainment uh, it it adds up pretty quickly and uh, there's so much traffic that comes through Hattiesburg so uh, the fact that we get to play a a fairly substantial role in that uh, uh, overall economic uh, machine is is pretty neat and we don't take that responsibility lightly.
2: Uh, And now a, a hard sellout crowd you have to be really proud of the Southern Miss fan base and doesn't this send a really positive signal to the NCAA when they're looking at future regional sites?
5: Oh, well, I think it does, and the fact that we sold out uh, really in about a 48-hour period uh, is uh, is telling. Um, I, I saw some report that, uh, at least early on, that this was the toughest ticket to get, and, and we certainly understand that, um, and I credit, uh, we were talking off-air a little bit about our ticket staff, I really credit our ticket staff for... The work that they've done. They were a little bit under duress uh, some this week. I mean, it's hard to turn around, uh, you know, much less from the end of a season to a regional tournament. But to talk about a conference championship and then a turnaround to a regional tournament, uh, it, it was pretty impressive on their part. And it was hard—long days, hard days. Memorial Day was Monday, and they were here, you know, eight to five, uh, working the phone. So.
6: And the,
4: the joke's been that there's going to be some opposing teams. Fans that manage to get a ticket, they're going they're going to squat on the toilet to in between games. So make sure you you sweep pretty good. But you know, people are you know around the country. There was chatter, oh, you know, it's uh, tickets and all that. It speaks to the Southern Miss fan base. I mean, because this stadium, the size of this stadium, this is bigger than half of the stadiums in the SEC. It, we have uh, you know was eleventh in attendance this year. So it's not so much that Pete Taylor Park is a small park. It's a big park in college baseball. But it speaks to how much Eagle fans want to watch their team.
5: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we, we sold over 2,600 season tickets this year, which was a school record. Our average attendance was over 4,700, uh, which is also a record. And then we had a, a record year in terms of total attendance. And uh, it does speak volumes. And, uh, you know, it's, to be top ten in attendance in the country, uh, it, it says something.
4: Remind our listeners what goes into, like, hosting a regional, you know, the the bid process and, because just because you know you submit a bid, you don't get one. We saw Old Dominion last year, a uh, one seed, but they didn't put a bid in and they couldn't host the regional.
5: Yeah, uh, the bid process is pretty, um, uh, pretty intensive. That there, there are, there's a website. And it is tab upon tab upon tab of information that you have to complete. And we're fortunate to the extent that we've hosted before, so some of that information carries over, but you still have to update it uh, year to year. So I I started working on our bid probably about mid-March. You know, you kind of wait and you see the the trajectory of the team, how we're playing, and then you've got uh, the bid process really doesn't open up until – I think this year it was the beginning of May, late April. But you start putting uh, information together in March so that you can get everything that you uh, have to submit in on time. And there's some collection that has to happen beforehand. So if you try to do it quickly, chances are you're not going to be able to successfully complete the bid. But we were organized and prepared. A lot of that helped because we've been working for a year on getting ready for the Conference USA Championship, which I think uh, went off really well yes. here. and and so we were pleased with that. So it's really been a, a nice little turnover uh, to uh, to host the regional this weekend. Uh, but there's a lot of work that goes on to it, and the NCAA has specific things that have to be done. So that's what we've been busy with the last few days. Jeff
1: Mitchell, did anybody tell Judy McLeod that the tournament went well? <laughs>
5: Well, I I think I, I think her staff uh, was, uh, witnessed it, uh, okay. you know. So we we, we were pleased and ignore
1: to him.
7: No, I, I ignore I,
1: him. I, I hope she got the word that everything went well. I you hope know, she did. If, yeah, if she would have been here herself, of course she could. She would have noticed that. And the average fan comes in and watches a game. Yep. We as fans come in and watch the game, but you guys and your staff are doing things behind the scenes before the first pitch is ever thrown. What sort of administrative things, Jeff, keep you awake at night? hosting a an event of this magnitude well for me it's a great question for me
5: is the communication with the coaches and uh, so i've got uh, all the information i need to communicate to a head coach to uh, an assistant coach to a director of operations and depending on what the issue may be uh, i try to be anticipatory in in what they're thinking just putting on my my old baseball hat on and, and, and trying to figure out what they're thinking and what they may want to hear and so I'm just peppering them with information and already today the LSU and Kennesaw State both coaches have said hey your communication has been really strong thank you so much and uh, so that means a lot to me personally because I take a lot of pride in that in
1: that communication piece and anything from an administrative standpoint that you want to relay to visiting fans who are coming to the Pete this weekend uh, to witness these games, that it would be out of the ordinary or something that maybe even Southern Miss fans may not be used to as far as protocol for this weekend goes.
5: Well, H- Hattiesburg is going to be very busy this weekend, as I've understood, not, not only from a baseball standpoint, but other things going on. So arrive early, park early. Uh, get in line to, to get in the stadium early, and we will be clearing the stadium after each game. That's an NCAA mandate. So once one game ends, we'll clear, and once everything's secure, we'll open the stadium back up.
1: This is going to sound like a stupid question, but again, to your average fan, this, this is going to be important to them. Concessions. Are they ready? to be able to handle this onslaught of people.
5: Well, we appreciate our partnership with Airmark. They are ready. They, they understand the the, uh, the volume of the people that are going to be in the park. They witnessed it a little bit uh, over the course of the Conference USA tournament. So they're ready. Uh, you know, fans need to exercise some patience in lines, and um, and it's going to be hot. So drink water prior to coming to the park and, and stay hydrated. And, you know, if – if for any reason something happens, we've got a medical tent to support those fans who maybe get overheated. Drink
1: right. water, no, that's people. Right. Right, Jeff, water. Uh, <laughs>
2: Scott's Jeff. Scott would even begin to address this question. And we don't know what the future holds, but you have to be doing some preliminary planning. In the event a Super Regional is held here.
5: Well, to, to put the coach speak on, we're, we're really concerned about Friday night. Honestly, right? okay. uh, Yes, but uh, my job, uh, the rest of our administrative staff, Jeremy McLean, and all of our staff, yes, we're, we're doing some preliminary work. Uh, on what's next you got to be prepared in, in this business and this line of work you know yes in, in some cases we're reactionary but at the same time we also have to be uh, proactive so don't we, call us hypocrites
4: are. this isn't an lsu podcast with players that are looking forward to next weekend yeah, this we is the deputy yeah. athletic director doing his <laughs> yeah, job we won't, okay?
5: we won't talk about it
2: we won't <laughs> talk about this podcast that uh, uh, that we've been hearing but a proud moment for the university yes. a proud moment for the community and as you look back uh irregardless of the outcome this year, what has this year meant to the Southern Miss baseball program? It seems to me maybe the greatest year ever.
5: Well, it, it's a, it's a testament to um, to the type of program that Coach Scott Berry runs. And uh, we were talking off the air about how fortunate we are, and you asked me on a scale of 1 to 10, and I, I said it's a 12, and it, it's probably higher than that. Uh, but he has, uh, with his continuity of his staff and the, the culture that he set, um, we, we have a, a program to be proud of and it's easy mm-hmm. to cheer for and uh, I think on a national scale we're on the national scene
8: mm-hmm. and uh, you know,
5: we've, we've been going to regional after regional now for the last six years and top 10 in attendance, top 25 in attendance for more than a decade and so all those touch points add up to being something special and we definitely have a special baseball and program.
4: When people come in this weekend the lights, the scoreboard the turf. I mean, this is a special place to play, and, and we we talked about it all week, Jeff. Like the committee showed that with right. with this type of regional and the teams that they sent. And Southern Miss. I mean, we, we were given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you go two and two in a conference tournament, but what you did leading up to that point, plus what your yeah. you know you and your staff can pull off, it
5: it shows it. Yeah, the, the whole body of work uh, plays into it, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a great year. We, we've we've had a lot of fun.
2: We sure appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour. My pleasure. And, Thank you, guys. Uh, you and I were watching that game last week. We hit that home run. You and I thought we were going pretty well, but it, uh, things turned a little south on us. and it all But it all turned out great in the end, didn't it? And here we That's sit on the eve of uh, the 2022 Hattiesburg Regional. That sounds good. It's
1: Jeff? baseball. Let's have some fun. That's right. Jeff, if you do sit next to Bob and he gets too excited, make sure he's taking his meds you Yeah, because he can get a little bit. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly doesn't have any medicine, by <laughs> the way. As you could
4: probably. Just so Jeff, you, <laughs> you know that. There's, there's none at all.
2: Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Jeff Mitchell, Deputy Athletic Director at Southern Miss. Coming up next, the biggest celebrity of the hour. He's sitting right over there, Lee Roberts, the man who I learned last week. Never pays for a meal in the
4: city of Hattiesburg. And he looks fit. I mean, it's amazing. his, his, His
2: name is gold. Lee Roberts next on the Eagle Hour.
0: The top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
2: Hour. Welcome back to Pete Taylor Park. Two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour today. Bob, Kelly, Luke, Michael, we're all here at the Pete, overlooking the baseball field as Kennesaw State is on the field practicing. I want to thank Jeff Mitchell and Scott Berry for joining us early. Lee Roberts is about to join us. Before we get to Lee, though, obviously a lot of kids have been key, played key roles on the baseball team this year and. Probably none any more than Reese Ewing, and we really saw that when Ewing got injured. A broken bone in his hand was out of the lineup, and offensively, Eagles hit kind of a rough spot. He's back. He tells us that he's almost 100%, hopefully 100% when play starts tomorrow. We talked to Reese uh, this weekend following the uh, game with Florida Atlantic. Here's what he had to say about his injury and being back in the lineup. First of all, reshooting, Let me say welcome back to you. Uh, the impact that the team felt when you left was was significant. Have you come back? You make this miraculous catch in center field or left field out there. Your thoughts about your comeback and uh, the play
8: tonight? Uh, I think I just the comeback. I just came back and tried to stay within myself not try to do too much. Just be the person that I am. And we're playing good, and I think we're gonna uh, have a good run at this thing. Take us back to the injury. What exactly happened? When did you know you had injured yourself? Uh, the next morning, uh, told our trainer told me to come see him in the morning, and if it swells up any worse, then we're gonna get get an X rayed He, me, or him had no idea that it was that bad. I mean, because I hit after it, it was just it was really painful. And I was just telling myself that uh, just grinded through that day against Rice, and I thought it was just just pain that day, but apparently I broke it. How hard was it to get
2: back in your batting rhythm and your playing rhythm after that?
8: Not as hard as, I mean, I'm struggling a little bit right now, but uh, it, uh, it came to me a little bit faster than I was expecting, honestly. I think that had to do with me just not trying to do too much and uh, realizing that I don't have to be this big here or anything. It's just who I, who I am is, would, would have been good enough. Massive catch with the bases
2: loaded, looked like a grand slam. Take us back to that.
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like I was I was playing him uh, in the gap, and he hit it, and I just got a good read on it, and I uh, timed it up well with the wall and everything and just went up and caught it, really. Yeah.
2: Uh, your thoughts now as you move forward. I, I gather you guys are going to keep an even keel game at a time.
8: 100% yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm really confident in our chances in uh, making a good run at this thing. Uh, I believe in every single one of us and all the pitchers and all of our hitters, I don't care – at what point of the game? How everybody's playing? Uh, I believe everybody's going to pull through. We're glad to have you back. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Lee Roberts joins us now on the set here at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, Lee called some of the ball games for ESPN Plus during the regular season and some of the uh, conference games. And I know you know the significance of Reese Ewing. Uh, he was a big player. Team got much better when he got back in the lineup.
9: No, they definitely did, and and obviously you can see it. I mean, you heard you know his explanation on you know his injury. He's glad to, glad to have him back at almost hundred percent. And you know, obviously, he's one of those guys that you never want to lose, but you're definitely glad that they're back and. You know, not to mention just a great baseball player. Just what a great guy, though. I mean, the guy that you know you want, you want part of your family at one at, at some point. And you know, we're fortunate to have him as as a Golden Eagle for sure.
2: All right, I asked you to come on the show today. I want to know what the ESPN Plus experience was like for you.
9: You know, it's been really good. I mean, obviously, just finished four years uh, calling ESPN Plus for you know Southern Miss basketball, and had a chance this year to jump into um, a little bit of baseball. So filled in for Jason Baker three times throughout the year, doing some play by play and. Uh, for the conference tournament, was asked to uh, come in and do some color with Will Colmeyer and uh, will and I go back you know four or five years um, back. And you know, just uh, an unbelievable experience. and And just a bit in the press box, be around, you know all the all the different media, the conference uh, officials, you know we we had the chance to call a four hour forty minute game. We had a five hour eighteen minute rain delay. We spent a lot of time at the park, but it was it was time well spent for sure. Now,
2: now, he told me about his experience being with you over the weekend, that it was like walking around with a major celebrity. He, you can't pay for a meal when Lee Roberts is with you.
9: Well, I, I don't know really about that, but, you know, obviously it, it's fun to be on campus. And, you know, being a being an alum, a, you know, former football player here, it's it's fun to be back on campus, whatever sport you're, you know, participating in. And, of course, Will Kohlmeier, he's just a, you know, class act as well. I mean, just a, a super guy. Now, you know, our
2: associate here, he was a kicker. So he was kind of like a football player, am I right, Luke?
9: Yeah, no, I, I mean. Kind of? You know, there, there's there's a part of a player. And I, and I think maybe even Luke actually mentioned that, you know, the most important guy on the field, when he's on the field, you know, he touches the ball. So, yeah, you know, very the uh, yeah, there, very. There, there
4: were many times in my, my college career I was like, I can just take this football and run? I can run this way and that way?
2: The <laughs> would say, no, you can't. So, no, so no, no, you, you
4: can't. know, I've, this just, I just had an epiphany. Is it really people waving in Hattiesburg or are they just throwing up five for lee roberts i mean when they wave i I'm mean is not that sure?
2: but it's picked uh, up that, that could lee be Jordan's true
1: yeah epiphany well, we, we did hear during that, the uh yeah.
4: during the catering miss miss kim bush who of course lee fed us you know when right. we played football here yeah. uh we did hear bob that when uh well, when Lee's she when she, out out that, show, that, <laughs> when she found out that when uh, she found out that that will was with lee she said yeah whatever you want lee gets anything I you do, want I do,
9: I do, I do. <laughs> so miss kim what again another lady that just got a Pay a lot of respect to, obviously, you said it. She fed us. You know, during uh, our time here at Southern Miss, and, you know, a lady that you walk into the, the chow hall early in the morning before 2 days and she's in there, been in there since 3 a.m., getting things hey, ready. Hey, baby. Absolutely. I got Just breakfast for you, baby. Love, love me some Miss Kim Bush. And, and, she, and would be,
4: she can cook, too, guys. I saw from that. From where we are, she, she will be sitting in the roost probably about, what is it, about 30 feet from where we are. That's right. what she'll be watching. Now, yeah.
1: Lee, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Uh, you say you've been in the press boxes. You've worked with different media. You've seen conference officials truth why am i nervous yeah exactly have I'm you I'm ever nervous. in person <laughs> he's going back to it seen conference usa commissioner judy <laughs> mcleod in the flesh you know i'm really trying to
9: think back <laughs> he's honestly. the nicest
4: man ever He <laughs> I, is the nicest man
9: ever <laughs> but he's still gonna say i i i really can't recall it honestly <laughs> dude, we're done so, with the conference you know, you're not gonna uh, take
4: anybody no, off I'm, and, I, say I, it, and I and
9: i'm not i mean i'm not but i will say this i mean because i was my time at southern miss you know, we started in Conference USA and the uh, yeah. Alliance in '95. The first conference in '96, and you know, part of the first conference championship here at Southern Miss in '97. But you know, again, you know, Conference USA was a was a great conference to be a part of. Obviously, we are moving on, but not to take away from any of the conference officials that were here this past week. I mean, they were class act. We, we, we talk, can't we, we can't
4: say anything about it though because we're still in the running right. for Conference USA right. Hall of Fame one day. So.
2: We we talked about this last week with Scott Barry in all seriousness. We're all glad to be going to the Sun Belt. But everything about Conference USA, Lee, was not negative. There were some really good football years in Conference USA, and Conference USA put some competitive baseball on the field.
9: You know, they really did. I mean, and honestly, back in the 90s when conference was started, I mean, basketball too i mean some of the best basketball schools uh, in the conference came from conference usa and but yeah conference baseball and i kind of said it all week last week i mean the the top eight jeremy McLean gave us you know some information you know of the eight teams that were here in the conference tournament they were all within the top 100 rpi and i don't know of any other conference in the country that really can say that so you know throughout the years baseball football basketball as well as other sports, Conference USA was very. And competitive. you played
2: football at the time. We were the kings of Conference USA football.
9: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, back-to-back conference championships in '96 and '97. You know, we won't really talk about '98, but um, some some good times for sure. You
4: ate good potatoes that year, though. Yeah. <laughs> Did they feed y'all potatoes in Idaho, by the way? Man,
9: I re all I remember <laughs> is the blue turf. That's about all I remember. From, turf from uh, from that ball game. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. It wasn't as cold as the Liberty Bowl in 97, though, but it was, yeah, it was cold. Conference USA used to
1: be called Conference USM.
2: Uh, you know, I was driving yeah. here one time, Lee, from Greenville to see a Louisville game, Listen to ESPN, and the Louisville coach happened to be interviewed on ESPN, and that's exactly what he said. He said, this is Conference USM, and until we can beat them, that's the way it's going to stay.
9: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we did. We dominated it. And, you know, I'd have to, you know, really recall some information, but, you know, the conference championships that we were able to put in and, you know, like I said, the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, credit a lot of that to Coach Bauer and then obviously Larry Fedora when he was here in uh, 2011. But. Um, you know, that's what we're wanting to get back to. You know, obviously moving on to the Sun Belt, we'll have a new opportunity there, and really excited about and,
1: that. And those that you know, the Conference USA folks, look, don't despair because they're clearly on the road back to greatness. When they secured Jacksonville State <laughs> to come into the league, <laughs> all right, we'll move on from the conference.
2: <laughs> uh, that ninety-seven bowl game was cold, but in a way, it wasn't because watching y'all skull drag. Pittsburgh. Man. I still you think know, I still think it was the
1: best about. the best overall performance of any Southern Miss team that I yeah, that sure. I've been
9: associated since 1985, in my opinion. And and I Amazing. would have to echo that. I mean, if, if you look at what we did offensively, defensively, special teams, all phases scored, and you know, of course, the era of you know the time that I was there. I mean, our offense was was okay. We put some great players into the NFL, but. And our defense, man, just top to bottom, one through eleven. I mean, I don't know if you could get any better. They
4: were, they were unbelievable. All right, final question. If we beat Army and we beat LSU, will your former teammate Marshant Kenny run out onto the field and wave a Southern Miss flag like he did in Death Valley in '94?
9: You know that was, that was a different Marshant then. Uh-huh. He did say he's coming if we make it till Sunday. Unfortunately, he's got a trip already pre-planned. But I can't say he's going to run out onto the field like he did in, in '94. But. Um, Stood
4: on the Tiger in Death Valley and waved the Southern Miss flag. Chris Pierce kicked, what, a 52-yard field goal I
9: yeah, think that game? a, a big yeah, field goal but for when sure. But when you're as big as Marshant Kenny, you can do <laughs> a lot of things. can
2: do whatever he wanted to. <laughs> I, agree. That. He I, agree. I
9: agree. I agree. I agree. And a true eagle he is for yeah, sure. Yeah, he is.
2: Hey, Lee, always great to have you. We hope you'll come back. Maybe we can arrange it a day when Kelly's not here,
4: but that's what it'll require.
2: <laughs>
9: whatever. Whatever it takes. Always glad to sit down and talk well, with Kelly's you guys. Kelly's actually been
4: invited to back. tour the Conference USA administrative offices, yeah, so we'll bring yeah. you back that day. Okay, sounds exactly. great. Lee Appreciate Roberts,
2: everybody, on the Eagle Hour. We're going to continue from Pete Taylor Park, two-hour edition. We're glad you're with us around the state. Hang on. We're coming back.
0: Miss to
2: the top. Hey, back at Pete Taylor Park. want to thank uh, all our sponsors for making this possible. And of the Southern Bank Corps, we appreciate them. Uh, not in the studio today, but if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have an Eagle Hour. And we're really grateful, uh, really grateful uh, to them. Well, the Army baseball team is here. And I've already come to this conclusion as uh, Slade uh, from 4th Street Bar and Grill joins us. If a fight breaks out, we're in trouble. <laughs> well,
10: they, uh you got to respect what these guys do for sure, man. You can, they're in, uh, they're all in way better shape than me. Boy, th- you're not. Boy, look <laughs> at these cats,
2: man. Would you?
1: I think they've been in the weight room.
10: Yeah, a they, little uh, bit, do you think? Even even these Kennesaw guys, you know, we saw them getting off the bus a while ago. They got some big boys we're too. Were no so. midgets on that team? No, was it? no. no so.
2: Anytime you get to this level, I really don't care who the field is. Everybody's good or yeah. they wouldn't be playing yep. in the tournament. Exactly it's mean, right. a good baseball team practicing on the field right now. That's a good baseball team that's unloading on the bus. and a, Those are men that just got
1: off the and, bus. And, and Army is the final team that will practice today. Southern Miss uh, practiced from 10 to 12. And then right behind them, LSU uh, was on the field from 12 to 2. The Owls wow. of Kennesaw State now working from 2 to 4. And then the Knights will finish up from 4 to 6. But Slade White from 4th Street. Bar and Grill, it talk about getting ready here at the, at Pete Taylor Park. You guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill better get ready this weekend, too, because I hear tell uh, the LSU folks are ready to invade... <laughs> 4th Street this weekend.
10: Yeah, my uh, walk-in cooler is only so big so I <laughs> I may have to call my uh, beer distributors Sunday and restock up. You
2: are going to take their money though, right? I will
10: take it. Yeah, cash, credit, whatever. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll let them I'll spend lie. it there.
1: Actually, you, your 4th uh, Street Bar and Grill got a shout-out from the Cajun Cannon yesterday, Bobby Bear in New Orleans sure, on this radio show. Sure did.
10: He, uh, he, he gave his shout-out and kind of name-dropped me and I was like, man, I think I need to send him some money or something. So mm-hmm. he's got a a lot of followers but uh jason bailey had sent me that link and i had no idea about it till he sent it and i listened to it a while well the ago. only
2: problem is that no one outside of louisiana could understand what he said <laughs> right <laughs> but as long as they heard it i guess it was okay. i had
10: i had my google translate yeah. out so we yeah. i was able yeah. to understand but, it.
2: dude i gotta tell you uh after the game friday my daughter's in town got a friend in town my wife and uh, i take them to Fourth street uh had shrimp for boys Philly cheese steaks uh couple of cold beers. This is what my daughter's from Birmingham, Elizabeth. This is what she said to me when we left. She had just been house-sitting at my house for two weeks. Dad, why in the world did you tell me about this place (laughs) while I was here? I could have eaten down here every night. Your food, dude, and I'm not telling you because you're sitting here, your food is top flight. You serve the best poor boy, shrimp poor boy, in South Mississippi, hands down.
10: Well, thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate, you know, even y'all, you know, I'm a sponsor of the show, but it goes without saying I appreciate y'all talking about it and building my business up a little bit. But uh, you can tell that y'all honestly like what we do. Sure. So, I mean, it's not a fake thing when y'all say it. No,
1: no. And and really the reason Bob doesn't didn't take it the answer is because i hang out there and and he doesn't want his daughter around
2: me. correct i was afraid she would bump into it. right he, yeah. he came he came yeah.
10: outside the the non-kelly center hours
4: so he right. knows he knows when, when, to when what are those right. hours for other people that when, would like to avoid when i'm closed right.
2: that's, that's when you let him in right after you've closed He's got his room. own
4: keys because like, there's a lot of people uh, that want to eat your food and, and 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 watch sports and stuff but May not want to interact with. Santa. Yeah, he's got. A- Are
1: you going to be crowd control for LSU this weekend? By the way, I might. I might cause a little trouble down there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. You never know.
4: All right. So what's going
10: on
2: down there this weekend?
10: Well, you know, we, of course we'll have the games on. We got cold beverages, good food, AC, and we know. You know, it goes without saying that there, LSU travels. I mean, you you watch Omaha, you know, and their 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 fans go out there even when they're not in it. So I'm expecting a good travel. I'm not sure of these other fan bases, but I expect they just come in town and spend money everywhere and do and try to find places. So we've put it out there to even some of their websites. Hey, we're the, we're the closest bar to the peak. Come see us. You know, we we take all, you know, we, we want to entertain everybody that's in town.
1: And they will get to see the game. They just get, Absolutely. won't be at the park. We yeah. do. We, ha- we
10: have ESPN Plus. We. Uh, I was I was talking earlier just with a couple of people that I'm with actually gave Montenegro and saying hey you know this ESPN Plus has been a game changer for bars like us so we stream every game all the time USC
4: yeah there's no blackouts I mean that, right you could show every game right yeah. it's so, changed
2: college baseball really
10: yeah a couple of years ago I told Coach Barry I was just going to run a line down the trace from my bar just where I could have my own camera there but right. ESPN Plus came along right. and we were able to but stream all the
2: games just a few seconds left. Give us the hours for people that may not know the location. What all you going to offer?
10: Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna open at eleven o'clock every day. Uh, Saturday we're probably going to open at ten thirty, since we have a little bit earlier game. So uh, we're not serving brunch or anything, but we'll have the grills kicking, uh, cold beverages, pool tables, dart boards, golden tea. You know, so you can spread out in there. You know, make. Have both bars open, so we we have people to serve you. So, but we're open from eleven to two every day, and then Sunday night we'll close at midnight. And, and
1: Kelly Center. And I don't care if you're eighteen. I don't care if you're twenty-one years old or if you're Bob's age. Everybody. <laughs> seems, to, seems. To. That was boy, a shock. You know,
2: it's interesting that you're on the last <laughs> show Kelly ever appeared <laughs> right, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: But but everybody's a good friend. Everybody yeah, gets along. Okay. It's great. All right. It is,
2: and you're a good friend of ours. Friend of ours I
1: appreciate you. We so appreciate
2: much. you. Get the shrimp, poor boy. There you yeah. go. Straight At from Pine Street Bar and Grill. We'll be right back. Thanks so much. <laughs>
0: You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
2: Welcome back to Pete Taylor Park, two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. Very, very special hour coming up. We're about to talk to Army Head Baseball Coach Jim Foster. General Jeff Hammond is joining us, B.A. Uh, And we're going to hear from Dustin Dickerson uh, before the end of the show. But we want to kick this hour off uh Army head baseball coach Jim Foster is here on the set with us. And, Coach, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I know your guys are just about to practice, and I can tell you that I speak for everybody at Southern Miss when we say it's a great honor to have you and your fine young men here on our campus.
7: Thank you very much for having us. Um, we're excited to be here. The Southern hospitality is kicking in already. I can feel it. Uh, it's great to be here, and uh, thank you again.
2: Uh, our, our baseball coach told us Monday that it was a Memorial Day. We were all uh, at the local restaurant. Waiting the announcement, and he said, "The first thing that entered his mind when he saw we were playing Army was what an honor it is to be matched up with the uh, Black Knights of West Point on Memorial Day." I thought he spoke for all of us when he when he said that.
7: Yes, it's an honor. Every single day I wake up, I can't believe um, you know I have the opportunity to to lead these guys. You know they're special kids, and. Um, they're going to do some incredible things for for our country and um just to be there for them every day and help them get them through west point and be the best they can be in all these different areas and learn some things along the way it, it's 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 really special it's something you know no matter what you do or where you go you 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 can't trade it for anything so mm-hmm. it's it's really an honor of a lifetime
2: i don't think any any group of players here could have what we're about to see this weekend in more perspective than the Black Knights this is a game and uh, I, I think am, am I right that your young men have a full perspective of that
7: they do they do they're baseball players too you know but they they you know everywhere we go they say what you just said and they understand that they live that every day but they're, they they want to play baseball too and be the best they can be that's what I love about our guys they um, they want to be that in every way um, for their families for their country. Um, but they want to see how good they can be on a national level, um, as far as baseball goes. But when you do lose, when you do get uh, beat, you get that perspective kicks in really quick of what what is really important, and that's the big picture and and getting them ready for for what's next. So we always keep our eye on that.
4: We're out visiting with Army head coach Jim Foster. The Warwick, Rhode Island accent comes out when we're talking to Coach. Right. And you talked about the Southern hospitality. I don't think our listeners realize this isn't the first time you've been to the Pete. We we were talking. There's a Southern misconnection with you.
7: There is. There is. In in 1994, with the Baltimore Orioles, um, the Orioles selected Tommy Davis with their first round pick, I believe. And um, Tommy was my roommate for at least four years in the minor leagues. So I used to come here and stay with him and his family, and we. Come to the ballpark and and work out, and we'd come watch his little brother play, and um, I really enjoyed it down here. I met a lot of nice people, went to a bunch of cookouts, and we'd go to the weight room, we'd throw, and I had to get out of that cold up in the Northeast, <laughs> <laughs> Grove
4: Hill, Alabama, and Warwick, Rhode Island, is that right. Is that, is that that's right? pretty pretty incredible. Um, they've made a bunch of improvements, Coach, uh, since since you've been here in the mid nineties. We just got the new scoreboard in this year, LED lighting. Um, up north you guys play on turf more than
7: natural grass because the you know you got turf here to, to Pete this weekend a lot of teams have it now we we've been trying to get it at west point for about four or five years now i think we're up next um you need it because of the weather um so we're pretty used to playing on we just played on at columbia the ivy league champions we got a game with in with them this past week so um we haven't played on it a lot but um yeah, it's different. We like to run, so it helps us a little bit. Coach Foster, you talked about the, the, the caliber of
1: quality of the character of the young men on your team, not only from a character standpoint, academically. The, how badly are you handicapped because you're so limited as to the prospective athletes that could even get into West Point?
7: Well, When I got to West Point from Boston College in the ACC, I was a little worried about it. But after being at Army for, this is my sixth year now, it's the, my favorite place I've ever been as far as recruiting goes because the moms and dads you meet are the best. You know they're real people, great families. Uh, the way these guys are raised, you can you can clearly see they are who they are because of, of how they were brought up. Um, so you get to meet them and make that connection, and that helps make a successful team. You know, so I really don't think about, um, you know, who has the most talent. Who who throws the hardest? Who I think we can develop that. Um, so you certainly need a, a baseline, sure. But we, we 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 work hard at developing those skills and um, uh, the character and the makeup and what what turns guys into something in three or four years they might not be there right now but in three or four years they're going to be pretty good players
1: so your elevator speech about your black knight team what 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 do you like about your team uh what do you what will
7: southern miss fans see from the black knights uh, tomorrow you'll see a team that plays the game the right way we hustle we play defense um we pitch we don't pitch like you guys but we pitch um you know pitching defense speed we we play that style of baseball um, so I think it, it's a fun style. The tough part is getting a lead. You know, you got to get a lead to be able to do those things. And I think um, that's how we do it. You know, we like to put pressure on teams. If if they give us something, we're going to take it. You know, if if they give us a bunt, we'll take it. If we can hit and run, if we can take an extra base, um, all those things. Um, we really run the bases hard. So I think the fans will enjoy that. But like, hey, we got a we got a big challenge ahead of us. You, you, some good you
4: talk about our tax dollars at work they're going to see these dudes run like wild banshees. You're, you're, Coach, you're 101 for 120. We were joking last week, uh, one of your guys, Hunter Mead, has more stolen bases than our entire team.
7: <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. We we, we can't just sit back and, and mash or, you know, like some, some other teams can do. They have a lot more talent, but the, we have to generate runs. And um, there's a kid named Andre Walden who hurt his knee. Uh, earlier in the year, he would add 30 or 40. So we were, we really uh, would have had a team this year that that could run. We have we have a player named Jacob Herdebees who was second or third in the country a few years ago. He's with the Reds now, but um, you know he we, that's what we do. We we I, I've done it since I was at URI way back in the day. Just to you look for any kind of advantage you can get, and that's one of them. What what type of you know advantage do you
4: have in, in the Patriot League? We all one bid or two bid this year. We were one, one bit, knowing that you got to win to get in. So you're coming off a championship versus Southern Miss. You know, went two for two in a, in a tournament. Does that play mentally in with your team, and you know, possibly allow them to be more upbeat coming into a regional?
7: Yeah, it. it you know, it's we well, got to win our league to get in. So, um, you know, that first game we scored three runs in the ninth to to win. So we were very fortunate to win that first game, and then they beat us pretty good the second game. And then that third game, we, we beat them up pretty good. Our, it's We've been banged up pretty much the whole year. You know, we haven't had our whole team, and we have three pitchers down right now. You guys asked earlier about what makes it tough about West Point. I still have two of my top pitchers taking a class today at West Point, and they're hopping on a plane later wow. today. So they won't even be a practice today because they have a class called STAP, and if you miss an hour of this class, it's like missing a day. If you miss a day, it's like missing an hour, a week. So they couldn't miss. So they're flying. These are two of my top guys, and they're they're flying in tonight. And then we have another three guys that are out. I wish we had our full ball club here. But, you know, we have seven, eight, nine guys, ten guys that are going to be able to compete and throw strikes. And that's the thing. How we do on the mound is, is going to determine how we do
2: all right before we run out of town time i want to put this in perspective you pointed out to us that the average division one player has to take a minimum of nine hours a semester your guys take 21 hours a semester your guys start their day every day at 5:30 in the morning they i'm sure have physical training they meet with their company or as you described it an accountability meeting then they go to seven classes then they have baseball practice then they do homework and then they go to bed and start the day over again that's the average day for your baseball player
7: yeah when we're working out at 5:30 in the morning they they that's when their day starts um seven o'clock is accountability um west point's a complicated place there's a lot there's a lot going on and, and it's like a puzzle every day you have to figure out the different pieces and how they work and put them together as a coach and and do the do the schedule for them but um you know rest recovery um hydration we talk about that a lot and And that's something that's how you win a regional (laughs) and and here's and here's
1: here's another southern miss five degrees of separation so to speak the head football coach at army if i'm not mistaken his last name is munkin cousin 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 right yeah todd munkin's cousin that's right so that's pretty cool all right coach
2: again we want to thank you for coming but we're really grateful that you would uh take time to be with us on the set great privilege to have this fine group of young men here and uh we hope you have a great stay in Hattiesburg and we wish you guys a lot of luck this weekend
7: thanks for having me on guys great to meet you
2: Jim Foster everybody is the head baseball coach of the Army Black Knights pretty pretty incredible just to have them here just just, just, when they were walking in it was like
4: heroes there they are right there just
2: Just the best of the best before we run out of time every man every young man we see on the field will graduate and become a second lieutenant in the Army.
7: Yes, all the seniors are second lieutenants in the Army right now, and there's nothing better than be, being able to say that. So all they right.
4: call you coach? Do you call them
1: lieutenant? Just kidding, coach. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I always thought it was illegal to bring guns to Pete Taylor Park, but these guys have all, man, they're, they're huge, these guys. All right.
2: Eagle Hour continues right after this.
0: Miss to the top. top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Welcome back, Pete Taylor Park. Want to thank Army head coach Jim Foster for joining us uh, to start the second hour. Check out our social media page, our Facebook page, and uh, we were honored to have a picture made uh, with Coach Foster. And uh, Coach Foster, a big, strong-looking guy, and uh, when (laughs) the when the Black Knights got off the bus, honestly. Just what a fantastic-looking bunch of uh, young men. They're on the field right now.
4: In all black, by the way. In all
2: black, (laughs) in 100-degree weather, warming up. Uh, General Jeff Hammond, the former athletic director and a historic uh, figure in Southern Miss uh, athletic history, uh, we're happy to have him on the Eagle Hour. Uh, General, I guess it would, uh, first of all, come as absolutely no surprise to you that the Black Knights – would be warming up uh, here in Hattiesburg summer weather in all black and it just doesn't even seem to phase them. General, are you with us?
6: I am. It's been in and out, but yes, I'm with you.
2: Okay. I was just going to say the the Black Knights are on the field warming up uh, in all black 100 degree weather. They're not phased by the heat and humidity and I'm going to guess that doesn't come as any surprise to you.
6: These, these are tough kids. You know, these kids all know uh, after their four years there, they're going to serve their country. And more, greater chance than not, they're going to find themselves uh, in those very sort of types of conditions. Uh, those are some of the best kids in America you, you're looking, watching right now out there practicing.
2: Uh, no question, General. Uh, Coach Foster kind of gave us a a summary, and I'd like to get you to comment on that. He says these kids take 21 hours of class a semester. Their day starts with PT at 530 in the morning. They have seven classes a day, baseball practice, homework, and then they go to bed and start the day over, and that's just an average day for a Black Knight baseball player.
6: Yeah, it, it's really remarkable that these young people Choose to go to any one of our academies. In this case, West Point. You know, they get over 12,000 applications a year, and only about you know 1,200 are accepted. But these kids, uh, they they're, they come in talented, committed, determined, and ready to contribute. And uh, their four years, they're tough, but they, they're not. They're they're students, they're athletes, they're leaders. But never forget, foremost, from the day one they start there, uh, they're U.S. Army soldiers. So uh, it says a whole lot about not only the kids, but their backgrounds, the parents, the teachers, the coaches that shape them so that they'd be willing to step forward, such as they are, and uh, and serve this country. I'm just going as a side note. I'm just going to guess, but I haven't looked at their roster. You probably have out there practicing right now for the ball game. Some lieutenants. Think about it. some of those kids were Correct. seniors and probably just graduated uh, recently as well. So as soon as this ball game is over. With, they're reporting to Fort Benning, uh, wherever it is they're headed. So uh, it's a nonstop uh, cycle. But God bless America and these young kids.
1: Now, Coach Hammond, you've seen you've seen athletics from a, the the scene of an athlete. You've also looked at it as an administrator. We we see this what I think is kind of an ugly trend in sports, where the team aspect seems to be going the way of the buffalo, and athletes seem to be more focused on their own self-grandeur rather than the benefit of a team am I is that an unreasonable observation in your view that I have uh, and if not, why is this happening?
6: Well it's probably a reasonable observation. I think we somehow are we're moving a direction from from team to me to I. Um, it's just a it's a change in societal norms expectations uh, and other things but on the other side of the coin, uh, you don't have that at West Point. Uh, nothing changes there. These kids come in one to, from day one. They know the sacrifices they're going to make. Uh, those kids out there right now in that field taking batting practice, they know darn well that uh, at the end of this pipeline, uh, there is no Major League Baseball future. they are going to be lieutenants leading uh, the sons and daughters of our nation and possibly in battle. Uh, so the whole concept of team is not – its it's illustrated no greater in this country today than what you see, I think, at a uh, place like West Point, our military academies. It's a, it's a remi- remarkable and very redeeming thought, indeed, to see this in action, because it's still alive, it's still well, and goodness gracious, thank God that it is, because these kids will have to lead this nation through its toughest times in military conflict to preserve our freedom.
4: General Hammond, Luke Johnson here. Thanks so much for taking some time today. Your experience as a Southern Miss quarterback—I don't want to relate this to the Army baseball team. How much of your experience as a football player went into your career as a soldier? Because I'm thinking about you know how these guys we're looking at—not every, not every—you uh, know cadet at, at West Point is a is an athlete. These guys are baseball players. Is there anything to that? The guys that that experience you know athletics at the academy—that it shapes them as a soldier.
6: I only caught the last uh, piece of that, but I think I understand your question. I, You know, I, I remind you that these kids are cadets first, athletes second. I think they probably have as many as 25 NCAA sports there at West Point, but the interest every cadet that attends West Point, they, it, they are an athlete. They're either engaged in NCAA sports, club sports, or intramurals. I mean, it's... There, I mean, as I said earlier, they're, they're, they're students, they're athletes, they're leaders, but they're soldiers with cadet first and I would say athletes second. Um, and it's part, part of the whole idea of team building, teaching leadership. Leadership starts with being a part of a team, taking orders, taking instruction in a humble way. And, and I think they use that as a building block as they work their way up to ultimately graduate uh, leaders, proud leaders. Uh, for our
4: united states army we apologize for the connection but we're talking to uh general jeff hammond and general let's talk about your work at southern miss the center for military veteran service members and families right off side of campus brand new building um t- tell us just uh, what's going on with all of that
6: well uh, we recently uh rated number one uh, military friendly uh university in the united states and that comes on the uh the heels of this incredible 5,500-square-foot 5, building that was built to the kindness of uh, USM graduates who cared about the future of our veterans. And it's a multi-purpose center that takes care of all the needs of any student veteran or family member or National Guard or active-duty service member. It, it's all under one roof. It's nowhere like that anywhere else here in the South. On one roof, you come in, and you're going to get an answer, a solution to your problem, to your needs. And we're going to be there with you through the whole way to see if these kids graduate and go on to a profession that they can really do some neat stuff. So it's a great program. It's uh, The university's embraced it. I'm very thankful for uh, student fairs, USM in particular, for embracing us. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's nice to be number one. And, and it's come through hard work by a lot of great people, wonderful people on this staff. And I think a very, very positive, forward thinking uh, faculty and overall university staff who truly embraces uh, military students.
2: A couple minutes left, General. Uh, You were part of a a big part of a football program that through the years has been known as a really blue collar, hard working type of uh, football program uh, that travels really all through the Southern Miss Athletic uh, history. Isn't it fitting uh, for a program with that kind of reputation to be matched up against kids tomorrow that we know will be tough, disciplined, and determined? It should really be quite a baseball game between Southern Miss and the Military Academy.
6: Well, for me, it's a dream game. Um, you know how I feel about the Academy kids. Grit, determination, toughness, team, team, team. But we have the same thing. Under Scott Barry's leadership, we have the exact high-caliber kids who have the same Correct. focus on team they're tougher than nails our kids are uh, I would I would dare say that there's not a tougher university level baseball team in America today than those kids that are out there representing this university and I'm proud of them and it's'll be a lot, a lot of fun to watch there's two good teams that are team oriented focused on grit determination and uh, I don't mind saying it the outcome USM gold all the way.
2: No question, General. Hey, always great honor, and uh, a lot of fun always to talk to you. Want you to know that uh, anytime you have anything about your center you want out, anytime you want to talk at all, you're always welcome on the Eagle Hour, sir.
6: You guys are great. Thank you so very much, and take care of each other.
2: We will, you, General you, Jeff Hammond. Everybody. You,
4: you like how when it comes down to who he's cheering he's for tomorrow, there he's a gold nugget. There
2: was never any question about that, was there?
4: On the turf, it's what it's pushing ninety degrees, and Army's in all black. I mean, yeah. everybody else was wearing sunlight
1: softened the clothes. But today. you can also, you know, on what you just said about General Hammond, you could also say though, if if you had to lose,
2: losing yeah. to these young men would not be a bad
1: thing. I, uh, yeah, a, he, he, he's not, not doing, it. doing it. He's not. He's not. No, and, yeah, no, and no, make but, no mistake, we you, all want to make
2: a great point, Kelly Center. You don't want to lose, but if you're going to lose a game. And you lose a game to the Black Knights of Army. You, you're still.
1: I'm
4: still. still I'm still blown away that two of their kids are taking class today and flying in tonight. Correct.
2: I, and I, eight on that team, according to him. Sure, he knows what he's talking about. When the tournament's over, they report
4: Fort Benning. To, yeah.
2: Other baseball players go home for the summer to go to the beach or play summer ball. These kids go to Fort Benning, Georgia, to, to really start working out. Right. Amazing. Great, great interviews, and uh, really, really honored to have uh, Coach Jim Foster on the set. All right, one of our favorite Golden Eagles of all time is about to join us, the one and only B.A. Ballman, Brian Brian Anthony, Anthony. next on the Eagle Hour.
0: Southern Miss to the top.
2: Welcome back. Pete Taylor Park, Bob Kelly, Luke, Michael Murgans. Michael, not saying anything, but if it's not for Michael, we're not on the air. We're dead in the water. Yeah, we certainly want Michael here. Uh, And I want to thank uh, our guests. I want to thank Army Head Coach Jim Foster and General Jeff Hammond. Now on the set with us, really, truly one of our favorite guests. He's been on with us many times. Great, great figure in Southern Miss baseball history. B.A. Volmuth, former batting coach, former great player.
4: Postseason legend. Well, I, 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 He's
2: never been on the show. I hadn't pointed this out. Only man I know hit two home runs, not in one game, in one inning of a regional baseball tournament. You remember that day, I'm sure. A yeah,
11: long time ago. Okay.
2: Yeah. And and we learned today from Coach Barry that you never had a season here as a player or a coach that we didn't win a championship.
11: That's correct. We were uh, very fortunate, had some really good teams to be a part of here coaching and playing.
2: Well, when we learn that, we are, we're we going to take you over to the coach's office and have you re-sign as a coach uh, yeah. as, as soon as we get there. They
11: don't need me. Trust <laughs> me. All
2: right, B.A., uh, we really appreciate you coming. I man. We we always in the, enjoy our conversations with you. And nobody knows Southern Miss baseball any better than you. But give us your evaluation of this team and this team's chances of winning this regional.
11: Uh, well, first off, I think you got to take your hats off to this team, this coaching staff, what they've done this year ranked as high as number three four in the nation i don't think obviously no no baseball team's ever done that. i don't know if anybody on campus has ever done that um but they they fought through a little bit at the very end there but good teams are going to have that uh that those few games where you really learn um but i if it season ended today i'd be super excited Happy with this team and what they've accomplished this year. It's just amazing, Coach Barry, Coach Oz, Coach Creel, what they've been able to do um, since they've been here since I've left. And um, I really, really like our draw. I, I think it's a good fit for us. Um, you know, I don't really know a ton about all the teams. I've seen them play a little bit here and there. Um, I. I just like when the committee kind of mixes it up a little bit. doesn't just send the closest teams to you because um, we know Southeastern could have came to us. Uh, ULL could have come here. But uh, speaking on what the team's done this year, being able to host a regional is huge. Um, and I think we'll talk more about that. But, um, you know, I, I really, really proud of what these guys have done. The staff does a great job year in and year out. Obviously,
1: six straight years going to a regional. Um yeah. There's there's not. so much more to it, B.A., than just talent as well. I mean, you've played at the highest level. I've coached, I mean, little kids, but I mean, even with little <laughs> kids, you can have talented teams and fall flat on your face, right? So there's more than talent involved here. Kind of tell us about what goes into having this. I keep talking about the moon and the stars aligning. But, man, it just seems like everything is working for Southern Miss? When we say everything, what is everything?
11: Uh, I think they got really good team chemistry. Um, I mean, it starts, you know, once the season's over with these guys hit the road and they start recruiting and getting the right fit for your team. Um, You know, not just having the most talented guys. It's not always the best thing, you know, getting really Southern Miss guys. Um, I think they have a a whole team full of them right now. You don't really have any bad eggs. you got guys who are bought in um, who are listening to the coaches and and, and really doing – you know playing their hardest and, and really buying into the southern miss way um but it, i think what they have is something i i can't remember when i was coaching or playing uh chemistry wise these guys are really really super close so you can tell they pick each other up out there um, and they play for each other and that's huge help the
4: help the listener the fan out there understand the grind and i guess i'll follow up and ask this the pause between the conference tournament and the regional is that like a A breath where you come up for a breath where the grind ceases for a minute and you can, you the next chapter has begun.
11: Yeah, um, I I think obviously to make a regional in its own is very exciting. Um, So you kind of get that adrenaline going Um, once that first pitch happens, then it's just baseball from that point on. But yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, it's a long season, you you get to the end of it sometimes, and like you're saying, you, you need a day or two just to catch your breath. Uh, maybe have a light workout on the field for the team uh, just kind of keep them moving around but um, it's a long season it's tough to play five games a week pretty much yeah. for the last what 10 weeks or so um, I mean that's that's pretty tough to do especially while these guys are in school you know going 18 20 hours I think you said the army guys are going 21 hours a semester um, that's a heavy workload for anybody and
4: there's something to be said for uh, apart from army these other three clubs haven't been in school probably the last few weeks um and and so that's something to be said all right baseball question you can totally brush it off in an hour and 20 minutes we're going to find out who the eagles are throwing this weekend Mm -hmm. i'm not asking to speak for scott barry christian ostrander what would you do with the rotation this weekend
11: I don't know if y'all remember I was a hitter. I wasn't a a pitching coach. Uh, I have all my faith in in Coach Oz and what he does. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach with him um, a few years while I was here and just watching him work with those guys. I trust me i don't care if he if he gave a random name out there that hasn't thrown in weeks and i I would have fully faith in him and in his decision making um so i will ask you a
4: hitting question and then these (laughs) other guys will jump back in seems like army will throw lefty tomorrow that's Mm kind of their we've been better against lefties this year than we have been probably the last couple years Mm -hmm. Have, have you seen that as well i have i have seen that
11: what do you what do you think the difference is i think it's a testament to coach creel and what he's doing with the hitters um me and Coach Kai used to always, Kai always recruited left-handed hitters, um, and that was one of the big challenges every year. How do we get lefties to hit lefties? Um, I think they got a good game plan in place. I think uh, with some of the technology, with Synergy and some of these other things they're using, where they can see a lot of pitches, um, these guys can go home and look on their tablets or computers and, and actually watch game film from the other team that's about the pitch. That was never a thing back when I, when I played. Um, I think they're utilizing that, and... You know, just going up there with a great game plan. Coach Creel does an excellent job with these hitters.
2: All right, right to our left is the men's World Series photograph. <laughs> How often do you walk by that? Look at that.
11: Uh, Only time I walk by that, I don't get invited up to the suites, so everybody no. with the suite tickets. i got to sit out here in the roost uh, on the hot the concrete. The food's better there. Oh. You're right. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'll tell you what, I, I'm tired of walking by, and I'm ready to replace it with a new one. I don't know yeah. about you guys. You don't look a bit older to me. Yeah, now you're just being nice. <laughs> he
4: can still hit the he can hit a golf ball probably oh, now good. farther than he I want you to baseball. take
2: us back to that. I want you to take us back briefly to winning a regional, super regional. How did you guys do that? And if you were going to give these guys today a tip on doing what you and your teammates accomplished, what would it be?
11: Uh, I mean, back then it was kind of, I guess, easier because we were going somewhere. We're a third seed weren't expected to win um we just kind of banded together gathered up and played for ourselves you know it was coach palmer's last year um at no point was he a win one for me type guy but everybody wanted to you know everybody's ever had a chance to meet coach palmer he's a great person um hope he's doing well uh, but the biggest thing was our team coming together and i think this team already has that chemistry i think they just need to play their game um i've watched every single game this year that i could and, um, you know, when, when we play our game, we don't get out of ourselves. We don't try to hit home runs on 0-2 pitches. We, we move runners. We, we make our pitches. Um, you know, we just field the ball like we know how. I think we'll be fine. Now,
1: yeah. B.A., a lot of people who don't really follow sports go, I just, I just don't get it, you know. And I said, well, if you don't get it, sports is such a great teacher of life, particularly as you get away from sports. So with that said, what, what traits did you pick up or learn from baseball now that have helped you in the business world as you develop your insurance name with Farm Bureau and et cetera? Uh, Really, all all traits. Um, The
11: competitiveness is one. I mean, there's a lot of failure out there in the business world. I'm I'm in technically sales. I don't like to say sales because I feel like I'm in the service business. Um, But, you know, baseball taught me how to fail and how to overcome that. Um, It doesn't matter if you call me for a quote today. I might not be the best best quote i got out there and i'm happy to tell you know all my clients um you know sometimes you got to go with whoever fits your pocketbook but uh the biggest thing for me would be that competitiveness i think and, and that grind of hey i know it's going to be tough and get back out there and, and baseball days is get back out there and get you another at bat get you another swing now it's go back out there and see if i can't help somebody else help, yeah and, help another family
1: and the only way you're going to get better is to get up every morning and learn from the mistakes you make and it'll that'll it'll all work itself out in the end 100 percent. all right
2: turn around ba and look you see these kids out here from the west point warming up when you see that do you miss being out there
11: (laughs) i miss the guys i don't miss the grind one bit um same thing with playing baseball I, i didn't really the end of my career didn't really sit well with me i think i just got kind of burnt out obviously i didn't play well enough um to continue playing but I miss the guys. I take Coach Eyes and them. We we go grab lunch. Um, you know, I try to go at least once every few weeks with them, just to catch up. And but. I miss you're talking about life lessons. I miss helping a kid overcome a habit or or get better or, or learn a life lesson more so than the wins and losses.
4: Well, life life lesson tip from Hill Denson: Skyberry won't pay for lunch. So
11: just a, a heads up on <laughs> told that. Exactly he that, that. Week, All right, right,
4: last question. Yeah. Which ball went further, the first or the second
11: home running games? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't Did, I don't you, even but, hardly did you know remember. both of them were gone from the time you hit it? I I, mean, I only hit a bunch of wall scrapers. I didn't hit any of them. I could pin up like these guys. You
2: never, did, you never did the pimp around the bases that Lynch did. No, I mean, nah.
4: there's only it. one. Never did that one. That was pretty sweet. That, that was a pretty sweet yeah. That, was, pretty that sweet. was a pretty, well, pretty cool deal. Ball.
11: Do you have hey. any of either of those baseballs? I'd have to ask my parents. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> B.A., you're one of our favorite guys, man. We always like having you on the Eagle Hour, and thank you very much for coming out here and talking to us today.
11: Absolutely. Thank you all so much.
2: The great B.A. Vol Brian. Anthony, Anthony Baldwin, all one of move. our favorite all-time Golden Eagles. We'll be back.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Welcome
2: back. About to wrap up a two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. I want to get this interview in real quickly. This is clearly one of Luke Johnson's favorite players. Hey, they have a lot in common. They're both West, West Jones graduates. Dustin Dickerson, leading hitter on the baseball team, extraordinary shortstop. Had an opportunity recently to uh, have a brief discussion with that young man. And uh, here's what Dustin's saying about what's in store for us this weekend. Uh, Dustin Dickerson, uh, leading hitter on the team, extraordinary shortstop. Uh,
12: Been an eventful two days for you. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, uh, we were supposed to play two games on uh, Thursday, Friday, but uh, or Wednesday, Thursday, but uh, the rain pushed us back. And uh, got a good win against UAB, and then uh, we uh, we lost earlier today. But we come out with a win today. The UAB game a little chippy, a little competitive.
2: Take us back to uh, to that moment there at the home plate that uh, got the crowd so fired
12: up. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much about it, but uh, we had a l- we we had some incidents go on in- at UAB where. We heard rumors that they were stealing our signs, and there was a there's a little chip on my shoulder to uh, to put it on them the other night.
2: Your dad, uh, well known as a, obviously a big time major league uh, baseball
12: coach, uh, he's got to have, uh, obviously have a big influence on your life. Yeah, for sure. He's. Uh, Definitely the guy I talked to about everything. Uh, he's he the first person that called me right after the loss earlier, and he just uh, talked to me and uh, about what what we needed to do, and that we that he knew we had the pitching, and if we uh, put some good at bats together, we could come out on top. I heard a story that Luke actually told me about your dad uh, filled
2: in and helped uh, train a little eight-year-old that you had been working with, and uh, your dad was giving him some instruction, and the little boy looked at him and said, "No, that's, th- that's the way Mr. Dustin told me to do it." <laughs>
12: I guess so. I'm not, I'm not real sure about that, but uh, usually everything I teach is from uh, from him because, uh, you know, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Great year. Uh,
2: you're a great player. I- I'm going to assume, I think I know the answer to this, it's, it's the
12: next game up philosophy. You're not ever going to look past the next game. Nah, for sure. Uh, well, I'm worried about 12.30 tomorrow against UTSA, and uh, that's that's what everybody's worried about. Give me a quick description of what kind of ride it's been this year. Uh, it's been crazy. Uh, we've been we've been super high, and then we've getting swept by DBU, and then we go on the 15 game win streak and break break a lot of records. And then we have the uh, Tainer winning all these awards and all the conference uh, awards. It's just been crazy, and uh, we're all super blessed to be here, but we're not done yet.
2: All right, Dustin Dickerson, uh, after the uh, Florida Atlanta game the other night, Michael Mergers joins us uh, now on the set. Uh, Michael, first of all, thanks for the great job as you always do. Uh, Quite a show. Probably no 30 minutes are more impressive to me in this show in a long time than uh, with Jim Foster, followed by General Jeff Hammond. And a perfect week to do it, too. That's right. But, yeah, it, it makes you real proud, especially watching those kids out on the field. My gosh.
0: Yeah. It's,
12: everyone keeps walking in, looking over like, yeah. Okay.
0: Well,
1: was it just yeah. me or, or with both General Hammond and with, with Coach? You asked them a question. Did you notice how they didn't jump into an answer? Isn't they that both smart? they both processed the question. Thought, how am I going to answer this question? Delayed 2 or 3 seconds. And then very articulately, and, and Coach Foster was. Question. Coach Foster was staring us down too. He <laughs> yes. was like whoever was
4: talking. He was like looking at you. I was looking down at my computer to get info <laughs> to add, He was. He just and I look up and he'd be staring at. They me. would be so, horrible uh, <laughs> politicians. Yes, horrible politicians. Too honest. Yes,
2: yes too honest. Uh, but but great guys to have if a fight breaks out. Yes. to have your back. The guys on the field right now. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, so, so very, very impressive. It's
4: breaking news today, guys. Uh, Tanner Hall named Collegiate Baseball First Team wow. All-American. Yeah, pretty impressive today. And, and while we're we're talking about him, I, I think that probably will be the announcement here in an hour and three minutes at the press conference.
2: You could run over and ask Coach Barry. Uh he's <laughs> still going to be type lip
1: no, that, that's that's tip. still my guess. <clears throat> and. And we, we were Tanner talking Hall. about that earlier, Kelly. I, I
4: think it's not just when somebody sees that. Oh, you got to save him for. Early. Here's the thing: if you if you th- it's not just what you said yesterday. Dance with the girl that got you there, right? Right. But if Hall gives you a seven or eight inning game, and you do what you need to do offensively, you don't even use the bullpen in game one. That is probably the most important thing. It's not just getting the start out of Tanner Hall. But it's saving the bullpen for the rest of
1: the region. Yeah. Well, that's the plan, if that's the way they decide to go. That's what you hope.
2: Happened. All right, Michael, you may have some news affecting the Eagle Hour tomorrow.
3: Uh, Old Miss will be playing, actually, uh, coverage Who? starts at 1230. We're going to pick up that game at <laughs> 1 o'clock. Of course, that's the time that the Eagle Hour would be on. Plus,
2: uh The team up north. Yeah, that, yeah. that one. And uh, then uh, I believe Southern Miss is also playing at that time. So everyone's going to be listening to Southern Miss anyway. Why should we even bother? But correct. if you – are concerned right. in any way, Ole Miss? It, but that could change because they got that storm headed towards. They got a lot Miami. of weather out in Florida. That's why they're moving yeah. it around. Yeah. And that, of course, is the regional that matches up with our region. Was it Arizona, Miami, Ole Miss? I forget. K- the,
4: K- the Golden Griffins of Canisius. of Canisius. See, so he knew the mascot. Sure. So they
2: match up uh, with this regional. And again, guys, I mean, look, you got to go play the games. But you know, if this doesn't turn out like we hope, nobody can say, "Well, the NCAA shafted us." No. Yeah. They yeah. gave us a winnable regional.
1: Yeah, B.A. Volmuth even said that as soon as he saw the draw, like all of us, said, that's, that's a winnable That's a winnable region. Yep. you got to go do it, though. let do it. Well, we're going to do it.
2: All right, Golden Eagles tomorrow at 1 o'clock against these fine-looking young men from West Point. Uh, thanks uh, to Will back in the studio. Michael, thank you for handling everything out here. Until next time, Southern Miss. To,
7: to the, the top.
1: Kids keeps on slipping, slipping,
0: slipping Into the future seven seven into the future